You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 148. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Today, we are going to wrap up our series on deep dives into the PMO Outlook Report 2022 and beyond. Now, we have covered several different aspects of the biggest challenges that PMO leaders have been facing. If you want to go back to the full dive into the PMO Outlook Report, that is back in episode 144. Then in 145, I talked about one of the biggest challenges, resource management. 146, we looked at prioritization, another one of the biggest challenges that came up on that report. And last week, we looked at visibility, reporting, and defining success. Now, this week, in the last of this series, we're going to talk a little bit about the last biggest challenge that came up on this report, which fortunately wasn't as high as some of the other ones, financial management. And this is where some PMO leaders and executives were getting really hung up. So we're going to look at what could be causing challenges related to financial management and some things you can do. And specifically, we're going to talk about return on investment as well. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit, the longest running and largest virtual conference specifically for PMO leaders designed to help you make a bigger impact with your PMO. Now, our event is coming up on May 3rd and 4th, and you will not want to miss this jam-packed virtual event designed to give you the resources you need to build, up-level, or even rescue your PMO with a clear and intentional focus on showing your PMO value. Our theme for this summit is Accelerating Your PMO Impact. You can connect with thousands of PMO leaders at the PMO Impact Summit for live hands-on workshops, actionable presentations, and also get the answers to your greatest PMO challenges with our live thought leader Q&A panel sessions. Now, I am also going to be hosting my very popular PMO Health Assessment Workshop. And in that workshop, I'm going to give you a clear action plan on exactly what to do with your PMO, and also what sessions you should spend your time on at this two-day event to make sure that you are solving your specific PMO challenges. We're also going to be talking about things like shifting to a results-driven PMO, measuring and communicating PMO value, portfolio management and strategic alignment, shifting from project outputs to business outcomes, and maximizing your impact with strategic technology solutions. If you have not registered, did you hear me say that it's free? With content available for every time zone and recordings available for the live sessions, you are definitely going to want to register for this event. The entire reason that I do this event is because I wish I had me and the resources I now have access to when I was you, building and running PMOs starting back in 1999. So please join me there for free so that I can share with you all of those best kept secrets, ideas, and insights that you need to get your seat at the table and helping your organization make a bigger impact. So just register for free right now at PMOImpactSummit.com and I cannot wait to see you there. 
Okay, let's dive in. Now, last week we talked about visibility and reporting, which was one of the biggest challenges, and defining success metrics. So this one is related to that, but today we're going to focus a little bit deeper on why I think financial management is such a challenge for some organizations. Now, when you dive deeper into what do they mean by is project financial management the most challenging, half of the people reported that the challenge is actually effectively forecasting portfolio or project costs, and the other half were complaining about gathering accurate financial data. Okay, so those are the two areas we're going to dive into. First and foremost, why can't people effectively forecast portfolio or project costs? Because of all of the other front end problems that are happening. If your challenge is that you cannot forecast effectively, it's probably not your math skills. It's probably the fact that your business leaders are pulling people in different directions, failing to prioritize the portfolio of initiatives properly, throwing all of these last minute projects that come out of nowhere into this whole process, and not allowing you to effectively assign resources, keep them focused on the work without other distractions and keeping people effective and rocking and rolling through the changes. When we see that people are struggling to effectively forecast the portfolio or project costs, it's because things are changing so rapidly that your numbers were accurate for like five seconds. And then they threw five more projects into the mix, claiming that all of them were number one priority, didn't give you additional funding or resources to support it. Therefore, the projects are all taking longer than they're supposed to. Therefore, they're all costing so much because every single project is paying for the expense of task switching for every single person. So your subject matter expert that should be able to get something done in actually four hours takes two weeks to get it done because they're spending five minutes here, five minutes there, and probably billing or charging to that project eight hours or 16 hours because of all the task switching and interruption time or time that they're spent waiting for somebody else to do their part. None of that is actually a problem with forecasting. It's a problem with bad leadership that's preventing you from being effective in the project process. I go into depth on some of these challenges and what you can do to kind of fix the front end of the project process in episode 134, because what's probably happening is that the projects are being set up for failure right from the start. So if you want to learn more about some things you can do before the projects even start to make sure they're set up for success, go check out episode 134. But in summary, what you want to be thinking about is this. If you take good people and you give them the opportunity to do good work, or you take that project manager who has managed projects before and can bring a group of people together to facilitate a good work breakdown structure discussion, a good discussion on roughly what time it's going to take to do the work if they're not being constantly interrupted. And then that project manager says, I know, but the real world is you're going to be interrupted a little or things will take a little bit longer than you think. And if you're like, when I was back doing this kind of estimation work decades ago, I would say, hmm, this person, I have to double their estimate. This person, I have to triple their estimate. Okay, good. Now we've got a good plan. Now we know how much time it's going to take. We know how much it's going to cost. And we know what we're starting with from a budget and financial management perspective. Now, if you can do that work, and if you know you've got people that can do that good work, you don't really have a financial management problem. What happens is that after all these 
good estimates are put together on what it's realistically going to take, the world blows up around them and they don't have a chance to do things the way they'd like to. The whole organization goes into a spin because a market shift or a strategic initiative needs to get started or some other priority takes over. And now your perfectly laid plans unravel. That's not really a financial management problem. When this report said that 50% of people that complained that financial management was their biggest challenge, they said effectively forecasting portfolio or project costs. Yeah, because they're living in the wild, wild west where projects don't actually get to be delivered the way they're intended and you don't get to execute on your well laid out plans. Of course, there's going to be a problem. You can't forecast chaos. So we have to address the chaos first, and that will fix about 50% of the challenges that are happening related to financial management. Get control of the cats, start herding them more effectively, and you'll be able to address a lot of these forecasting or project cost management challenges. If you can get good people together, prioritize your initiatives, align everything to strategy, and get to a place where people are doing good work, your forecasting and project control, cost control will all improve. The other side of the coin is getting accurate information. And that is absolutely a real challenge, especially if you have information in all kinds of different systems and all over the place. You might have the challenge where you don't have all of the information in the same place. I remember this being a challenge for me when I was running PMOs, where the financial management systems for the organization sitting under the chief financial officer were not connected to our financial system inside the project and cost control and cost reporting function. So if you have that breakdown, that is one thing you're absolutely going to want to fix, because if you don't, you're going to have a challenge with different information in different systems. Therefore, nobody really knows where the accurate information exists. That is absolutely a real problem. And the best thing you can do there is become a BFF best friend for life with your CFO, your chief financial officer. You've got to find a way to make sure that you are streamlining the process and streamlining the information distribution and communication between systems so that you're all working off the same financial data because your project costs do affect your finances for the organization. So spend some time with your financial team and figure out what they're doing and how they're doing it and how you can get them information about what's going on with the projects and the costs of those projects real time. The other thing you can talk to them about is educating you a little bit more on return on investment because everyone in the CFO's organization understands what return on investment means. And you need to get familiar with return on investment so that you can figure out how to effectively communicate in business speak about the return your projects are creating for the organization. Now, when I talk about return on investment in terms of what the CFO is thinking about, they're thinking about the financial return on investment, which is a part of it, but it's not the whole picture. But from a financial perspective, when we say return on investment, what do we mean? The general definition is it's the ratio of net profit over the cost of that investment. Return on investment is a pretty popular financial metric that measures 
the probability or actuality of gaining a return for an investment. So it's a ratio that compares the gain or the loss from an investment relative to the cost. So it's very helpful when you're using it to project the value of a project or implementing a strategy and also for measuring whether or not that investment was worth it after the project was done. Did we get the return for our investment that we expected? Usually calculated by net return on investment divided by the cost of that investment times 100% to get you from a fraction or ratio to a percentage. Or you might see it as the final value of the investment minus the initial value of the investment over that cost of the investment times 100%. Now that might seem complicated, but really it's not. You're really just looking to make sure that the value achieved at the end of your project was worth the investment made. So obviously you don't get a return on investment if you spend a ton of time and money and resources and maybe a budget of $100,000 but the project only yields a $50,000 revenue, then you know you definitely had more costs than you did revenue that came in. Therefore, it was a loss. And you don't want that, right? So that's very, very simply what you're trying to do here. Now, not everything, I know I can hear you saying it already, but not everything can be measured in financial calculations. Not everything is a money-making project. It could be for brand recognition. It could be for customer satisfaction. It could be for employee engagement. It could be for speeding up process. I get it. And many of those, including customer satisfaction and customer engagement, generally leads to profitability. So you can still get back to those numbers, but let's say you can't. Let's say it's really about improving project efficiency or improving a process and making it more efficient, you're still going to equate it to time saved. And in every organization, time is money because you are paying people to spend that time. So even then, if you have a time savings of five hours a week, you can calculate the cost of those people to spend that five hours, how much you're paying them or how much they'd be billable and save that money there, then you know that you have an actual dollar savings. And if it saves you a hundred hours a month and your employees are a hundred dollars an hour, then you can figure out very quickly if you spent a million dollars on that project, would it have been worth it? Probably not. Because the bottom line here is whether it's worth it or not. And when you have things like internal stakeholder satisfaction, employee engagement, some of these other things, they will ultimately lead to a greater financial profitability or financial return on investment because happy employees will work more effectively, be more productive. Therefore, you can create greater throughput on projects and get bigger results, more bang for your buck because of that employee satisfaction. Same thing with customer satisfaction. Happy customers will continue getting their checkbooks out to write you a check to give them more of what makes them happy. So you can, if you think about it like a business leader, you can actually get back to return on investment for most 
of the projects you're managing. And for those you can't, you can simply think of it in terms of the worth it factor. Is this worth doing in the first place? And how do we know it's worth doing? How are we defining success? And what does that success look like? It's very simple. We don't need to overcomplicate it. Like I mentioned in last week's episode around reporting and visibility and success metrics, we don't have to make it overcomplicated to be successful. And the same keep it simple rule applies here when it comes to financial management. Don't overcomplicate it. Now, just because your finance department measures 65 different metrics to determine financial progress and financial success doesn't mean you need that on your projects. You need enough information about the project finances, how much are things going to cost in resource and employee time and other non-human resource time and other things that you need to procure to make the project successful. You need to know how much it's going to cost to acquire all of those things to make that project happen. You need to be able to measure wherever possible the financial benefits of each of these projects. And you should be helping your business leaders figure that out in the front end of the process. And then you need to be able to track, are we successful in meeting those targets at the project level, at the portfolio level, et cetera. And then at the portfolio level, when you're tying all of those initiatives to the strategy and you're making sure the most important initiatives are getting worked on first, it's very easy to create a seamless alignment between strategy, business outcomes intended, impacts on the organization, resources aligned tightly to those highest priority initiatives and being able to track what it is costing the organization to achieve their strategy. That's it. It's pretty straightforward and simple. So keep it simple. If your biggest financial management challenges are related to not being able to effectively forecast portfolio project costs, That is probably a symptom of the underlying root cause of a lack of strategic alignment, a lack of prioritization, which leads to an inability to effectively allocate resources to projects, make sure your utilization numbers up and effectively deliver on those projects. That's what causes that forecasting and project cost management problem. And then on the other side, if your information is inaccurate, you've got to get friendly with your finance department, with the different PMOs in your organization, with the project teams that are doing the work and come together to find a simple solution for aggregating data. And this is where a technology solution can be incredibly helpful, especially if it integrates with financial management systems. So that's an important thing to look at. And then talk to your CFO, talk to your financial team about what metrics really matter. What are they communicating to the C-suite? What are they talking about in terms of finances for the organization? They can tell you what the business leaders care about, and you can select from what they care about in terms of what the PMO should be looking at across the portfolio and for the projects. And then my friend, you are having the right conversations with your business leaders because you're talking to them in terms they understand, appreciate, and know how to act on. That's the kind of information you want to have in front of them. And if you do that, my friend, 
You are securing your seat at the table because then they know you're speaking their language and they know how to talk to you in their terms, in business terms, about the value of the projects, the portfolio, and the PMO in helping them deliver on their strategy with the highest possible return on investment as quickly as possible. All right, that's it for this episode. Make sure you are registered for the PMO Impact Summit because we are going to dive into every one of these biggest challenges that came up on the PMO Outlook Report for 2022. So you'll be able to get answers to your biggest challenge questions, whether it is strategic alignment, prioritization, resource management, financial management, visibility and reporting, or anything else. We got you covered at the PMO Impact Summit. So I cannot wait to see you there. Just go to PMOImpactSummit.com. That's PMOImpactSummit.com. Register for free today and I will see you next week. And while you've got your phone in your hand, make sure you hit subscribe and download these podcast episodes so you and I can go on your high impact journey together, no matter where it takes you. Bye-bye for now.